people in health, wellness, fitness in my area have the same desire, like they want to help our community be healthier so that we don't go down this slippery slope. Hey, welcome to the Cash PT Lunch Hour podcast, the number one show for passionate physical therapists looking to start and grow an even more successful cash-based physical therapy business. I'm your host, Aaron LeBauer. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, before we get to the episode, real quick, if you're new to the show or haven't picked up your Cash PT checklist yet, then you're definitely missing out. This checklist lays out all the steps you need to start a cash-based physical therapy business. If you want me to send that to you, then just text CASHPT to 444-999. That's C-A-S-H-P-T to the number 444-999. And you'll get this essential checklist. Now on to the show. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the CASHPT Lunch Hour. This is Aaron LeBauer, your host. And today I have a really special guest. Her name is Elizabeth Brewer. Her Mobile business is traction, traction physical therapy. I, I must be traction. Something I know it's traction. And <laughs> Hampton Roads, Virginia, and she's one of my top uh, platinum mastermind students. And I wanted to have her come on today and share with you what she's doing as a mobile therapist um, and how she's crushing it and what she's really done. Because in the last few months, she's really um, made a big leap in connecting with her why and her patients and. Um, I was just like, we got to share this on the podcast. So Elizabeth, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I've been looking forward to this. Great. Did, did I get that right? It's traction. Was it traction wellness or physical therapy? Tell me. I can't remember. It's actually traction pain relief and wellness. Oh, okay. um, I decided when I rebranded to take out physical therapy because I didn't, I feel like I do so much more than that. Mm-hmm. Um and to hit my target patient, that was really important to me to talk about the pain part of it. Right. Because you you just really rebranded and changed your name recently. Yes. This is actually the first, well, the second time. I did talk about it on Facebook, but uh, it's been less than a week since I launched it. Uh-huh. Um, so I've been working on it for about a month. And then um, I finally got my logo back and finalized and uh, have been switching over all of my websites and all that stuff. It's a process, but yeah, it's officially launched. (laughs) That's cool. Well, let's dive into that. So tell me like, what were you doing before and why did you decide you needed to rebrand and what's it done for you? So that would, can I go all the way back to the beginning? (laughs) Sure. Let's go back to the beginning. Yeah. So, I mean, that was just a year ago. I can't believe I'm here in a year. Um, but basically I've been a physical therapist for almost four years now. So June is, I graduated June, 2015. Um, and during PT school, I was like the peds girl. I was the girl that did all things, all things pediatrics. I loved it. It was the only reason I went to PT school was to be a pediatric therapist. Um, and everybody told me, well, you won't get a full-time job in peds out of school. So just be prepared for that. But I did one of my Mm -hmm. first job offers. So I was like, this is my dream job. And it wasn't. (laughs) Um, Within six months, I kind of wanted to quit. But I stuck it out because I heard that if you do anything for three years in peds, then you can go anywhere else. So I was like, okay, I can stick this out for three years. Um, And 
last year around January, about a year, a little over a year ago. Um, so December, 2017, January, 2018, I was miserable. Um, I hated going to work every day. I cried after work almost every day. And, um, my boyfriend at the time, now fiance, was like, you should just quit. Like, you're a physical therapist. Can't mm-hmm. you do start your own business? And I was like, no. <laughs> no. I can't do that. Um, but it, it got to the point where it was like I had to do something or the rest of my life was going to kind of fall apart um, because it was making me a miserable human being. Like, I loved what I did, but just going to work every day. Um, so I started to entertain the idea around December and January, and I actually went to a conference. It was like a self-development women's conference thing, and they were talking about, um, gaining traction in life. And that word just kind of stuck with me. And I was like, traction, like, that's it. Like I could start a PT business and it's traction, like traction, physical therapy at the time is what I was thinking. So I started to do my research. And actually, yours was one of the first podcasts I listened to and kind of went through all the resources. And I saw it was like the people that were that in my mind were making it that were Mm -hmm. doing the thing was Aaron LeBauer physical therapy or LeBauer physical therapy or Christine Walker physical therapy and Jared Carter physical therapy. And I was like, Oh, I can't do traction. It has to be Elizabeth Brewer physical therapy. Right. So I went through the process and I started my business officially, I quit my full-time job, started my business in June, 2018. Um, I did make it three years in pediatrics, by the way. <laughs> and so I kind of did it on my own until for the first three to four months. And I was seeing my friends and my family and things were going well. And I was like, Oh, I'm doing this. And then they kind of trickled off and I was like, wait, what happened? Like I thought I was doing it. Um, that's when I met you. Mm -hmm. And so we've been working together since I think September, October. Um, and between October and January, I felt like I grew a lot like in my business, but I started to disassociate from my business. Like I wasn't connecting with my business anymore. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so tell tell us more about that. Like what, I mean, it makes sense to me because I know you, but tell me (laughs) people are listening. Like we're know, like, what did it feel like? What was the disconnect? What was the problem that you were having? So when I started working with you, we started, um, basically, well, I wouldn't say refining, we built them because I had no backend systems. I had no voice, um, no email marketing or even on social media. Like it was just the people that knew me and were spreading word of mouth about me. And that was great, but it wasn't going to sustain me. Um, and so, you know, I, you had encouraged me to start a blog and post on social media and like write emails. Like I was talking to my perfect patient and I was trying, but I really wasn't able to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought I was doing it, (laughs) but I really was having all these ideas in my head and never putting them out there, but I didn't know how to. And that kind of in December, I was like, okay, I made a commitment to myself that I was going to do the thing. Like I was going to do all the things that I had been told to do and I knew I needed to do. So January, 
I had a big burst because I was doing them, but it was still like a big struggle. I mean, it would take me a week to type up a social media post. Like I just couldn't figure out who I was talking to. Um, mm-hmm. I power lift. So I was like, Oh, I could talk to the power lifters or like someone would call me with plantar fasciitis and I would treat them and it would be great. And I was like, Oh, I should make posts about plantar fasciitis. And I was everywhere. Um, and so it made it like trying to speak to everybody made it really hard to speak to anybody. Cause I didn't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and the stuff that I was putting out there, I was like, well, sure, I'll put that out there. Like it was good information, but I wasn't connecting with it. Um, it was a big struggle. And then I, so I wasn't connecting with it. And so that's kind of where I was in February. And then we went to the, I went to the mastermind and it was like, well, who's your perfect patient? Like, do you have them? And I did, I had several of them. I just didn't realize I was like, who's the person that I would want to treat more of. And I would come home and say, if I could treat her every day, all day, I would like, yes. Um, and those people I found out, you know, through reflection were the people that had chronic pain, usually back pain, but not always. Sometimes it was knee pain or so it wasn't like the body part that mattered, but that they felt stuck and they were spinning in circles. And I heard this all the time, like from these people, when they first would come to me, I I would ask them why, why'd they come to me and, you know, go through that whole thing. And it was, I feel stuck. I don't feel like I could, there's anywhere else I can go is this what life is now? I can't participate with my kids. I can't, I feel like a horrible wife and a horrible mom and I'm stuck. And it hit me. I was like, Oh, traction. Wait, I should have done this the whole time. Um, but now I had the confidence to be able to say, okay, I can be different and have a voice. Um, because a year ago when I started this, I was afraid of my own shadow. Mm-hmm. So I think it took a lot of, it took a year of growth to get there. Um, but now like I can whip out a Facebook post. Um, and it's so easy. I just talk to people and I connect better. It's easier to talk to potential clients or mm-hmm. anybody about what I do. I was, I was also one of those people like my friends didn't really know. I, they knew I had started a business, but they didn't know what I did Right. because I didn't know what to tell them I did. Um, but now it's like I help people gain traction. Like mm-hmm. I help you stop spinning your wheels. I help you, you know, get the jump start to a life of freedom and hope. And I am all about that now. That's awesome. So that's how it? I got here. <laughs> what was it that like that someone said or that you've like, where you're like, finally like, Oh, this is what I need to do. Was there like, was there something that someone said or you did, or was like, what was that thing that, you know, made the shift for you? So, um, I think a couple of things, um, when I started my business, I had, I didn't, I just wanted to do something. I needed to do something that made me happy. And I was seeing people and, um, before I even met you, I, when I first started my business, the pastor of my church, he's really involved in um, the community and he came to me and he was like, I need your help. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. 
sure. Like him and his wife were my friends. I had no idea what he was going to ask. He was like, well, you have to tell me yes before I tell you, like, I don't, I can't tell you what I need you to do. And then you back out. And I was like, Oh, okay. Um, and so I was like, okay, sure. Why not? Um, I did trust him enough that he wouldn't do anything. Well, this is kind of crazy, but he wouldn't do anything too crazy. So he was like, well, there's a lady who's in the hospital and she's about to get out and she can't walk and she overdosed Mm -hmm. and she had heart surgery and she needs therapy because she can't get into this uh, rehab community, like build your life back up thing without being able to walk. So I need you to help her walk again. I was like, he goes, you do that, right? You're a physical therapist and now you own your own business. (laughs) Oh, and she can't pay you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, there's a lot of logistics to that, but sure, like I wanted to help people. And at this time, I had a lot of free time on my schedule, and something just tugged at me like, you need to do this. Mm-hmm. So I met this woman, and just her story. I mean, and then um, we, he did like a program over last summer, and there was a mom that had lost her. 18 year old daughter at the time to an overdose. Like she actually passed away. And so all of this was like circling around me. And also when I quit my full-time job, um, I got a PRN job in acute care to kind of support me. And I was seeing this, like what he was saying was happening more often than I would like to believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, people were coming in. So Hampton where I live is, um, I'm sure just like a lot of other places, but it's it's very prevalent here. I think we actually rank somewhere on the top places for uh, opioid and substance abuse. Um, Not a good place to be. (laughs) But so the hospital I was working at, people would come in like at least once a week and they've either overdosed or they're in heart failure or like all these like IV drug use problems. And, um, as a physical therapist in acute care, it was okay. Well, you're part of the discharge planning process. That was my main job. We don't do a ton of like rehab stuff. Mm -hmm. It's get them out of bed and tell me if they can go home or they need to go rehab. So I will never forget one day I got a call from a care manager, a social worker, and I had recommended a acute rehab facility for this. I think it was a guy. It happened twice. And she said, you can't recommend this for him. They won't accept him. I was like, well, he can't walk. Mm-hmm. And she said, right, but he's a, has a history of drug abuse. They won't accept him. And I was like, but he can't walk. Like, he can't go home. He doesn't have family. Right. Those are the criteria you tell me that you need. <laughs> Why can't he go? And I don't know if it's standard in the state of Virginia. I don't know if it's just in my city. I don't know if it's a national thing. But in my hospital, if you have a history of IV drug abuse, with, which in, within a certain period of time, you cannot be accepted to a rehab facility. And I was like, wait, we're going to like save these people's lives, tell them they need to get their life together, and then send them back on the street where they can't get a job because they can't walk. Mm-hmm. So that was happening. And I was like, I could do something. So I started treating people for free. (laughs) 
really bad business model when you're like starting off. Right. Um, but it was, I was like, I need to do this. So I remember my first meeting with you, I was like, this is my dream. Like to have a center on one side for holistic wellness to hopefully prevent people from getting here to support a nonprofit like that. I can't help a lot of these people because once like working with addicts is very hard and it's a totally different line of work. I actually haven't done it since last fall. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's, I was just like, well, how do I do that? So then I was like, okay, well I need to build a profitable business. And that's when I met you and I was like, okay, now I, I need to get new patients. But I really, um, when we were at the mastermind, Laura Latimer spoke and she, she was talking about being a copycat mm-hmm. and not that I ever intentionally copied anyone. I, I just didn't know. Um, but I felt, I was like, wow, I'm such a fake. Like I'm a copycat. I only, you know, I copied everyone else that used their name and I, I'm looking over here and over here to get in, inspiration for what I should be putting out. But like, what am I doing? Like, what's my why? And um, so that was Thursday night, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And then um, we had our hot seats Friday and Thursday night. I actually found out that uh, one of my fiance and I in our circle of friends, it wasn't someone that we knew directly, but passed away from an overdose. And it just hit me. I was like, I mean, this is like when I'm on fire at mastermind, I have these thoughts and I was like, I have to do this. Like there is no not doing this at this point. Um, So that's, yeah, that's kind of, it's tough. And it's honestly the first time I've ever really talked about it other than in a really intimate setting. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Wow, that's powerful. So how is that? Um, how is uh, that realization of who your patient is and why this is important to you? How has that changed your business? Um, it's given me a voice. So I still talk about, you know, avoiding injections and avoiding surgeries and stuff. Um, but I changed my USP. I talk about, you know, I talk to people. I want to gain traction to avoid the, there's a slippery slope because for the people that get injections, they also get pain meds. For the people that get surgeries, they also get pain meds. I actually have, um, I posted on my Instagram and I pulled it up. One of the posts that I did right after Mastermind, it was um, 90% of patients who undergo general surgery are given more opioids than they need. And um, 75% of patients reported that their prescription opioids were not stored in locked containers. And that's one of the biggest things feeding this opioid crisis that eventually leads to like illicit drug use is because they run out or whatever. Um, So it gave me a voice and people started to resonate with it. Uh, I started getting more feedback because I wasn't, selling physical therapy anymore. I was selling this idea that there is a different alternative that could actually transform our entire community. Mm-hmm. Um, and through that, other healthcare people have reached out to me like, hey, what are you doing? 
Um, and I've reached out to them as well. I did start my blog. So that's one of my things is I'm trying to feature some other wellness providers that have the same vision that I do. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding that a lot of people in health, wellness, fitness in my area have the same desire. Like they want to help our community be healthier so that we don't go down the slippery slope. Right. Um, so th- I think that is like, it's, I'm still saying some of the same things, but I have a purpose behind it. And it's easier for people to resonate with when I'm passionate about it. Yeah. So I think that. Yeah, that's awesome. Has it changed like who you're seeing, how many people you're seeing or other things going on in business or, um, or can I getting you more connections? I mean, like, tell us like what, because I know like, you, you know, if, if you, when you struggle to find like, who am I talking to? And then things shift. I mean, I know things have shifted, but I don't know exactly how, you know. Yeah. So I'm not actually necessarily seeing more patients right now. Um, I'm seeing more of the patients that are my mm-hmm. perfect patient. Right. Um, I am getting more inquiries. Um, but it's also helping me. So I actually had a discovery visit um, a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And um, it didn't convert. I usually have a very high conversion rate from a discovery visit to an eval to a, a, a paid uh, active patient. Um, and this one didn't convert. And when I reflected, I was like, why not? Like, I feel like it did all the right things. He sounded on board. And when I reflected back, I said, what would it mean to you to not have to take your medication, like your pain medication every day? Cause mm-hmm. he told me up front, he said, I max out my prescription every month. Yeah. Um, and I was like, what would that mean to you not to have to take that? And he said, well, I don't know. I mean, like, as long as I'm not in pain, I don't care how it happens. So it's helping me identify a message. Um, I can't remember who it is, but I've heard there's like three categories of people. There's the people that don't know they have a problem. There's the people that know, don't, that know they have a problem, but don't know there's a solution. And then there's the people that have come full circle and mm-hmm. you're the solution. And so it's given me a separate message. So I'm getting more inquiries, but there are a lot more cold traffic. So I'm working on um, a nurturing system more mm-hmm. and helping these people get to know me. Because before I wasn't getting as much traffic, but all the traffic I was getting was turning into patients because they knew about me. It was all word of mouth, which right. is great. Um, so now I'm getting more of that on Facebook. People are messaging me and like, hey, I like your message. Like, tell me more about this. Uh, but it's going to take time. Right, right. And I mean, we were even looking at uh, my leads recently, and we don't have anyone who's come into our clinic in the last month who's we found off Facebook within the last, you know, 60 days. I mean, that's just right. So yeah. um, that's awesome. So tell me more about... Um, so with the rebranding piece, so what are you doing to rebrand? Like you've, you've created a new USP or you got like, how is that going? Like what's the, what's the process that, that you're going through right now and, and how are people reacting to it? Um, so the first thing was I decided to do it <laughs> and we came up kind of with a name um, at Mastermind. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the girls in the group were like, yes, um, 
and kind of helped me bring, I'm not the most creative person. Um, so I was like, yeah, I had this idea in my head, like traction. So tire tracks, freedom, running, all this. Um, so I worked with someone to make that. Um, and so that was kind of the first step was get, make a new name, go change my DBA, uh, get my new logo so that I could start to promote it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just posted it. I changed my cover photo on Facebook just to kind of see what people would say. And there was a ton of great feedback and some questions I actually got. One of my past patients was like, wait, did you like, are you different now? Um, so last week I did a Facebook live just kind of explaining where I, in a very succinct version, Mm -hmm. (laughs) where I've come in the last year and where the change happened. And honestly, that it's one of the things that I I was kind of afraid of with rebranding was, oh, well, that's my name and it's associated with me. Um, But this was never about me. It was always to help people. That's why I became a PT. Um, And so in my Facebook live, I really emphasize the idea that if anything, traction is more me than Elizabeth Brewer physical therapy ever was. It's the same person and you'd get the same services, but this is more me and this is why. And I've gotten so much great feedback about it. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really Mm -hmm. cool. And were you afraid that people were going to be like, I don't understand what that is. And, get bad feedback? I mean, was that a consideration? It was. And one of the most encouraging things was I got the, what ended up being the final draft mm-hmm. of my logo. And I sent it to my dad, uh, who's in business. He's a sales rep person. So he kind of has that mind. Yeah. And I sent it to him and my mom in a group message. And I was like, Hey, here's my new logo. What do you think? And I had told them that I was changing my business, but I've never really, I've talked to my mom a lot about my business and why, why, because, um, but I've never really talked to my dad about like my business and who my perfect patient Mm -hmm. is and all that. And he messaged me back. He goes, so it looks like you're targeting more of a female audience who feels kind of stuck or spinning their wheels and you're going to help them get freedom. And I was like, what? (laughs) And I asked him, I said, did you go on my website? Because I had changed my USP on my website yeah. at this point. And he was like, no, am I right? And I was like, yes, that's it. That's um, awesome. So, yeah, I think what from the feedback I've gotten, I think it, it speaks more. I mean, my old logo used to be a little stick figure with my name. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Nobody knows what that was. Um, yeah, that's so, awesome. Yeah. That's really yeah. great. Um, well, gosh, it, as you keep going, like, what's the, what's next? Like, what's the plan for, for your business? Like, what is the, what's the plan for traction wellness? And what's the, cool. what, what do you want to have happen <laughs> in the next year? Um, so I'm a mobile therapist now and I love being mobile. I think that that will always be some part of my business. I see a lot of people that I don't think, or not even, I don't think they've told me like, the only reason I'm seeing you is because you come to me. Like I wouldn't have left the house today. Mm -hmm. And so I want to be able to reach those people and take away barriers 
I've always been about, that's always been a really a passion of mine in healthcare uh, as being part of the solution to a broken system, like breaking down barriers so that people can get the care they need. So I am mobile, um, but I do my ultimate, ultimate dream, which I've also never shared with like publicly, <laughs> um, is to open a wellness center. I don't think as far as I've known, there's research, I, there's not a all inclusive wellness center in Hampton roads. Mm -hmm. Um, so my ultimate dream is that traction, pain relief and wellness would grow into a multidisciplinary, uh, center with physical therapy, occupational therapy, nutrition, mental health, um, have a, like a holistic MD, mm -hmm. um, you know, cause that's one of the things that I've run into is like working with doctors. I try my best, but you know, there's that relationship. And so having someone that believe having a team of people that believe the same thing I believe and have that same vision and then that supporting a nonprofit. I don't know what that would look like yet, um, whether it's just supporting one that's already here in our community. But that's, that's my ultimate dream. My one-year dream is to get a location mm -hmm. to start this. Um, again, like I want to stay mobile. I enjoy it. I love going to my patients' homes. I feel like it's a more intimate place to connect with people in the safety of their own home, especially people that are struggling. And it's hard to admit they have a problem in the first place. Cause a lot of the people I see are what I would consider legally addicted. So to, to get to that place, like where you're very vulnerable, I like being in someone's home. I think it makes them feel mm -hmm. safe, but I do want to start expanding and working towards my vision of getting a center, looking at a space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. So I want to go back to one of the things we talked about earlier about being mobile therapist. And this is a question that kind of came up in the Facebook group the other day was, um, and then question you had had it in the past. Um, that yeah. Involved, it's, it's about doing free discovery visits or total body diagnostic visits um, as a mobile therapist. How do you, I, I think the question is like, how do I do that? Or how do I know if I'm going to someone's house and I'm not wasting my time, you know, and, and, and you said you, you, you pretty much, you know, um, are, are closing these uh, left and right, except for the person that's not your perfect patient. So can you tell us a little bit more about, like, what was the question you had and how did you solve the problem? Yeah, so when I was first um, starting with you, we had talked about, you know, like kind of the options you have on your website and giving people a, a low barrier offer or something that was not, you know, as committed. And so that was my question. So how do I go to someone's house? And what I found was I always eat. And I feel like I would do this now that it's working for me, even if I had a space and someone's coming to me. And I listen to a lot of Jerry Durham's Facebook lives and podcasts. And he talks a lot about this, like how to, I am my front desk right now. So he has his whole front desk thing. And it's all about building trust up front. So the way that I did it, and I still do it sometimes this way, but I was very regimented for about 60 days. Since I am my own front desk, uh, my message, like if, if I miss a call, because I may, because I may be with a client, 
it says that, you know, I'll get back to you as soon as possible. And I always try to call people back, not even within 24 hours, like the same day. I set time aside at the end of the day and I call people back. So there's not too much time lapse. And it's getting their story as much of it as possible over the phone. And then I set up a whole process for myself. So I have like a, a phone incoming phone call form that I fill mm -hmm. out the information. And many times it's just listening the, to them and filling out the information as they speak. It's not necessarily question one. Mm -hmm. Tell me about this. It's just getting their story and making them feel heard, genuinely heard over the phone. And then what I'll do is I, I basically make sure that as much as I can, they are my perfect patient in that phone call. I've spent up to 35 minutes on the phone with someone. But to me, that time is worth knowing without a shadow of doubt when I go to their house, it's not a quote unquote waste of time. Mm -hmm. um, I also manage expectations. So even if somebody on the phone says, yes, I want to do an eval with you, like they're, I, I feel like they're totally bought in. I let them know that the first 20 minutes is a no commitment, like no cost, no commitment time with me. They get to meet me in person because I understand that that could be different over the phone. So I also give them, and I feel like when you, it sounds kind of counterintuitive when I was first, I was like, I'm giving them a way out. <laughs> it doesn't really sound very smart, but it was almost like when people feel like they have a way out, they don't feel as guarded, like, oh, she's trying to sell me on something because mm -hmm. I've already told you, you have a way out. I'm not here to convince you one way or the other. I need to see you in person though, to be able to verify the things that I think I knew and found out over the phone. Right. And I tell them that, you know, this is what I think I'm hearing. But in order for me to verify that, I do need to see you in person and see how you move. That is mm -hmm. how I base my treatments. So that's how I set up my discovery visit. And then when I get in to the patient's home, the first, cause I do the top tier of the SFMA and it takes maybe five minutes if you mm -hmm. just go through it. Um, so the first 10 to 15 minutes is just sitting on someone's couch, like acknowledging their dog or the pictures they have on the wall. Again, I, I feel like I get a better chance at connecting with them because I can actually genuinely connect with them mm -hmm. in their home and acknowledge their surroundings. During that time, I am like doing my therapist observation and stuff <laughs> and taking mental notes. But what I also do is I have a tablet that I go with and I say, you know, I just want to verify some of the things you've told me on the phone and I'll go through what they told me and I basically tell their story back to them. And I'll say, you know, if I miss anything or I, I got something confused, please correct me and let me know. But this is what I understand. And usually most people are like, wow, you paid mm -hmm. attention. Like you remembered that. Well, yeah, you matter to me. Like your story matters and you're, I can't treat you well if I don't know your story because you got here because of what happened back here. And so I, I do, I really, and I've, I like doing that. It's not just a technique I use. Like I genuinely enjoy connecting with my patients mm -hmm. as people. Um, and so during that 20 minutes, 
from what I've experienced, when I say, okay, we'll do the movement assessment, I'll say, this is what I found. So the next step is for me to do a hands-on assessment like we talked on the phone that requires me to do what I would consider a full evaluation. I've set aside time that I can do that now. And again, it's like, oh, you set aside the time that I might not use. Mm -hmm. You must really care. And so there's a lot of trust there. And usually it's like, well, yeah, why wouldn't I? I want to see what more you have to say. Right. Yeah. And the only time that I can honestly say I've only gone to one discovery visit and not converted. And that was the guy that, and my gut was telling me, I actually kind of knew this guy from the community and I really wanted to help him. I wouldn't say I want to help him more than he wants to help himself. That's really, I don't like that phrase, but I, he's not there yet. Right. And I knew that. And I felt like, oh, well, if he could just see what I could do for him in person, I could convince him. And that was my lesson that I'm not here to convince anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm here to help. If you want help, here's my help. Right. Um, and so that's kind of how I approach it. And it's worked out really well for me so far. That's awesome. That's really great. Is there one specific question that you use that you find builds the trust or helps people? Um, feel heard, you know, is there, is there something that you doing like uh, the way that you're asking or, you know, like the, the what you're asking, is there, is there something that you always kind of like go back to or rely on? I don't know if it's a specific thing I say, or like I, I have a script that I go mm-hmm. by, but because I've been doing it for a while now, I'm able to deviate a little bit from that. Um, but I feel what usually opens people up. So I'll usually say, you know, what's been going on that you called me or this or that. And that's kind of what I'll do over the phone. And I'll get into a little bit about their why. Mm -hmm. Um, but just like my why matters so much to me, it's the, what does this mean to you? Right. Why is this so important? And I'll, I'll kind of, sometimes I'll present it. Like, what would it mean to you? if you didn't have to take these medic, these pain pills or what would it mean to you if you, cause they've have already told me that they've taken or they're going to the doctor every three months to get mm-hmm. the injections or whatever. What would it mean if you didn't have to do that? Or what would you get back in life? And that's usually when people be like, Oh, I feel like a crappy mom and wife. Like I haven't been to my son's baseball game in a year And I bailed out on my husband for our anniversary trip. And I feel like I might have to retire early because I just can't do the stairs anymore. And that's going to be hard. Like that, I feel like they're, when I asked about their why, Mm -hmm. why does this matter to you? Not what is your pain or when did it start or what makes it better or worse? That all matters. But it's, that's usually the final question that I have. I'm like, so I get all of this. Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's usually when I get more. Right. Right. That's, uh, that's awesome. That's probably the thing that convinces them that you've heard them and you understand and you're the right person. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, like I said, it's very genuine. Like mm-hmm. I, I love knowing people's backstories yeah. and, and I do use it, you know, like in the, in each visit I'll say, Oh, how was your son's baseball game? But it gives us an opening too. Um, well, what other healthcare practitioners asked him those questions? Yeah. 
I mean, I mean, I, my my physician didn't ever ask me those questions. <laughs> yeah, you in know? and out in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, like hi, here you go. I mean, it's like they don't ever ask any. They always they don't ever ask that. You know, so yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty amazing. I mean, that's really powerful and and amazing. So we know where you're going. We know where you've been. What else? What else are you doing right now that you feel like? Um, one, it's like most people have questions about or that, that, that maybe people don't know about, like that's helped you um, get to where you are as either mobile or with branding. You know, what's the, what's the other thing that, what's the question I didn't ask you yet? The question you didn't ask me yet. <laughs> My online stuff? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Tell me, like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, what, yeah. is, what is the, what is the other thing that people need to know? Um, to help replicate what, what you're doing and even like without copycatting, but you know, it's like, yeah. like what, I mean, I want to get some insight from you. So we know yeah. you want to have a, uh, you want to have a, um, a brick and mortar business and a mm -hmm. multidisciplinary wellness center to promote, to promote and help a, um, a nonprofit. You, you mm -hmm. started a year ago. You thought PEDS was like, you know, what you thing. Think, but it, it, it's not, you figured out who you want to help, which is, people that need some traction and, and want to avoid opioids and pain meds. Um, what I want to know, and I think what a lot of people want to know is what is it, what is the thing that's making this all work? Like, and, and I guess maybe we've got it. And, and, and I'm thinking like, well, there's gotta be something else. There's, there's another, there's another layer, you know, of what you're doing and, and why. So I don't know if there was another a recommendation you had to people to make sure you do this or don't do that when you get started. Um, I think trust your gut and believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if that's what you're getting at, but, <laughs> um, I think that like, I've done a lot of personal growth in the last year. Um, and it's affected all aspects of my life. Like my business has thrived, but like my purse, I have never had so many, I actually, this past weekend, um, some of my close friends, like threw a surprise bachelorette party for me and I've never looked around and said, I have six girlfriends that I can call. Um, I have a group, uh, in our platinum mastermind that I could message any time of day. And within 24 hours, I will have a response. I think that belief in myself and that I'm worth it. Um, is probably, and just trusting my gut that I have good ideas. Cause I had this traction idea like a year ago and I just didn't do it. But I think also it takes someone that sees something in you that you may not see in yourself. Mm -hmm. So I never, I mean, I cannot like running a business or building a business is hard. In PT school, they said this is the hardest fun you'll ever had. No, no, no. Starting your own business with a dream is the hardest fun you'll ever had. The hardest thing I've ever done is getting up and going to a job I didn't enjoy. Mm -hmm. um, and my fiance last January believed or December believed in me enough that I could do this. I was like, no, not me. He was like, yes, you. You've done things like this. Like you've started clubs, you coached high school volleyball and redid a pro like you've done this, you make things. 
I was like, okay, I guess. So his belief in me told me I could do it. Um, and then I did it a little bit and some people were like, yeah, you're pretty good at this. And then, but honestly, what got me here is the belief in me that you had <laughs> to be really honest. It's like, I remember, I will never forget sitting in your office, drawing all of my vision out on whiteboard. And he was like, all right, so go do it. You're like, just go do it. And I'm like, I can't do that. Like that takes money and people in a business is like, all right, go do it. Yeah. And, um, you know, our mastermind group, I'll, we have a group message just for support and stuff throughout the week. And it's like, I'm really struggling with this and we all struggle and it's like, Oh, I'm not alone in this. Mm-hmm. You're, you're struggling too, but go do it. Like dig in do the work, believe that you can do it and you'll get there. And I, I look back now, I'm like, why did I ever question myself? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I still question myself regularly. And it's like, well, my online stuff, Yeah. I just started an online aspect of my business because I wanted to reach more people that are not in Hampton roads. And I asked you about it and I was like, well, how do I do it? And you're like, well, do online, do telehealth. I'm like, I can't be a PT without touching people. I'm a manual therapist. Like that's my thing. I take pride. Yes, you can do it. And I did it. And I was like, Oh, and so I just think that like belief in yourself, but not even that, like having someone an outsider's perspective, whoever it is that believes in you more than you believe in yourself Mm -hmm. because our self belief is very limiting or our belief is very self limiting. I only believe in the things that I have done before. Right, right. So I can't remember. I, that might have been from a Jen Sincero thing <laughs> or Rachel Hollis. Those are my two people. It's not me. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it's, that's one of the quotes. I'm like, I, I can only, I only believe in myself as much as what I've done before. So I've got to do what I've never done to get what I've never gotten. And it's either stepping out in pure fear and faith, which mm-hmm. I do regularly, but it's having those people that are behind me saying, you can do this, and if you don't, we have a backup plan. Right. And we, well, there are no backup plans, but I believe in you enough that you won't have to use your backup plan. Right, right. We got you. If you, if yeah. you stumble, we'll pick you, pick you back up. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so awesome. Well, Elizabeth, that's so great. So if someone wants to check out your um, website or connect with you online, where, where can we find you? So everything is now officially changed over to Traction Wellness. So that's my Instagram handle is Traction Wellness. My Facebook page, I think, is still Elizabeth Brewer Physical Therapy because Facebook's weird and won't let me change it. But my personal profile I use for my business. So just Mm -hmm. Elizabeth Brewer on Facebook. And then my website is TractionWellness.com. Awesome. That's so awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Um, I appreciate it. And thanks for dropping all the insights. And I know there's a lot more that we could talk about, but this is like perfect. You know, this is really great. So thank you for sharing today. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. And this is Aaron LeBauer and Elizabeth Brewer for the Cash BD Lunch Hour. And we'll see you guys next time. Keep keep hustling and uh, don't quit. Be persistent. And um, remember, 80% is good enough. See you guys later.
Hey, what's up, this is Aaron. Real quick, if you're just getting started with a cash practice, then be sure to check out my step-by-step -step checklist, which will walk you through the whole process. Go to cashptchecklist.com to get your free cash PT checklist, where you'll learn all the essential steps you need to take to get started. It's absolutely free and always will be. Over 5,000 people have already downloaded it, so make sure you don't miss out. And if you're already a business owner, but not generating the revenue you think you deserve or have the time, the freedom that you want, and you would like to grow and scale your business in the shortest amount of time possible, then you may be a great fit for my CashPT Platinum Mastermind Group. Just head over to CashPTMastermind.com where you can get all the details and apply for a free strategy call where you'll get clarity on your vision and a path to getting there.